Oh, my beautiful people. Welcome to Point Blank Buckets. It's your girl, Chanel. Chanel Ray here to talk to you. Because I want to talk to you about buckets, hoops, basketball. Let's get right into it. Lately, I've been thinking a lot about Devin Booker. And the man's style of play. The way he's been playing recently, as of late. You know, putting up a 58-piece, a 50-piece, a 48-piece. Playing so well, he looks into the camera and says, I'm putting up 60. But I wonder, why do I feel like I haven't seen enough of Devin Booker? And then the answer is so clear. Because he plays for the Phoenix Suns. A team whose games are only broadcasted if you live, A, in the city of Phoenix or the state of Arizona, or B, if they themselves are playing a notable competitor. Otherwise, you maybe will see them on SportsCenter if there's a highlight that's worthy of putting up on the top 10 plays. Or you, if you're an avid fan and you follow them on social media or some way that you reach out and you try to find whatever it is that you're looking for. But if you just want to be kind of a lackadaisical fan or whatever it may be, you may not really know. He, he's, he's kind of become the sleeper all-star of the NBA. A man just doesn't come out of nowhere scoring 58, 50, and 48 unless you're the second coming of Lynn Sanity. Which we've all seen what that looks like and how long that lasts. So, my question is, do Devin Booker's individual stats allow him to build on his all-star, I don't even know if I want to say legacy, let's just say build on the caliber of his career, or does it mean nothing? Or nearly nothing, next to nothing, because the team he plays for never does anything. They're always top five in lottery picks. You know they're just going to stack their team with kids out of Duke and North Carolina, Kansas, all these major schools, Kentucky, because you know they're never going to go anywhere in their conference, and of course they're in the tougher conference. They're never going to get close to making the playoffs, no matter who they get in the draft, how they build their team. Because as we know, you could have a team full of number one draft picks, but if the team's chemistry is not there, they won't do anything with that group of number one picks or kids that shined in March Madness. So my question really is, does what Devin Booker does, no matter how many points he scores putting up a 60-piece Does it really matter if his team is never doing anything, never going anywhere? Should he opt to try to get another all-star with him? Should he opt out of his contract or try to ask out of his contract? Should this team move? And see, that's where I'm at. The city of Phoenix, to me, is not a sports city. 
Arizona Diamondbacks. Do you know a fan of the Arizona Diamondbacks? The Arizona Cardinals. Do you know a diehard fan of the Arizona Cardinals? Outside of being in the city of Phoenix? The Phoenix Suns. I believe they have one of the lowest home attendance ratings in the NBA. So riddle me this. Why do they have a Major League Baseball team, an NFL team, and an NBA team, who, let's, let's, let's be honest, are all irrelevant in their sports. Yeah, the Arizona Diamondbacks picked up Gronky, Granky from the Dodgers, excuse me, Granky, um, who, if I'm not mistaken, the other day let eight home runs get hit off him in the home opener against the Dodgers, also known as his former team. Arizona Cardinals have had quite a few notable players come through their program. But when have you heard about them doing anything? Hmm. Hmm. Phoenix Suns. They've had notable players in the past. Before before I was around. Before probably most of you were around. So... My question is, why aren't they the top team to be in the conversation to be moved? I just came back from a trip to Seattle, and let me just tell you, that city is starving, not hungry, starving for the NBA to be back there. They were ripped of the Seattle Supersonics. And when I went there, when they had just lost their team, They had shirts of Oklahoma City Thunder with X's through them. People people were wearing Seattle Supersonics gear, looking all types of sad and grumpy. I mean, for one of the busiest tourist attraction cities, one of the most beautiful, as far as outdoor attractions with the hiking and the... The wilderness aspect of it, the city itself, how culturally diverse it is, all the different things that you can do, easily accessible. How is a city like that without an NBA team and with the fan base that they have? Let me tell you, for a team as sorry as the Seattle Mariners, outside of when they had Ichiro and Ken Griffey Jr., I have never seen a a fan base more loyal to their team, even when they know they're not going to do anything every single year. I went to a game, a preseason game, for $10. So it was general admission. You could sit anywhere you wanted. So, you know, we, we picked our seats, and then we said, you know, we're, let's go sit over here. Let's get a different angle. Let's do this and that. And every, every person, every group of people that we sat near, had been going to games for at least a decade. Just day in and day out. They showed videos of people who've been season ticket holders for decades. And granted, that's not something that's super niche. There are season ticket holders that are just like those people all across the country in all types of sports. But for a team that literally has not done a single thing since the early 2000s, that's 
that's positive. That's positive to see. So why not? And obviously it goes without saying, the fan base in the Seattle Seahawks, that is one of the hardest, if not the hardest, stadiums to play in. If you are not the home team, you are going to struggle. Weather-wise, now it doesn't snow very much in Seattle, but it gets cold. It gets very cold, and when it does start to snow a little bit, that plus the bitter fan base towards you because you are not in their beloved Seahawk colors, oh, you're going to feel it. And again, it doesn't matter where they're at in the season, what the record is, above 500, at 500, below 500. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. You are going to hear it just the same. They are going to treat you and be just as loud as if they just won the Super Bowl. So tell me, why keep a, why keep a team in a city like Phoenix when you can move it to a city like Seattle? When you know it will be successful. When you know the NHL just bought back into the city and is bringing the NHL back there and is readying the city for an NHL team. Who's to say they can't share that arena with an NBA team? Such as the Lakers, Clippers, and Kings. It's food for thought. Just... Just something I've been thinking about. Y'all can let me know what you think. That's just me. So, from an economic standpoint, I think it would help the city. Not necessarily that the city needs help, but I think it would help the city. I think it would allow for more charitable efforts. People to jump in and do more nonprofit things. I think it would allow all of the major sports to come together to do certain things for each other's sports. But honestly, the city sells itself. You know that there's been a team there before. The bigger gamble was removing the team from Seattle. Although I know there was a situation with Key Arena and the renovations and the costs and the whole nine. I get that. But it was definitely a bigger gamble to move the city or sorry, to move the the team from a city like Seattle to Oklahoma City? Granted, now there's a huge fan base there because there was nothing in Oklahoma City, and now they've been blessed with Russell Westbrook and Paul George after the tumultuous situation with Kevin Durant leaving suddenly. But let's be real, there was nothing there before. So that city is just hanging on to everything that they now have in that NBA team, which is beautiful. But let's be real. The city of Seattle is a perfect situation for an NBA team, and I think it's time that they look into it as a more serious contender for a team like Phoenix to move there. They got young talent. It's exciting talent. They're growing. They're getting better, much better every year. Again, it's not playoff contender better, but... Every year, those number one draft picks or those top ten draft picks are coming onto the team. They're jumping right into the, to the structure, to the gameplay. They're, they're, they're getting it. 
Devin Booker becoming more of a leader, signing a huge, huge contract, stepping into his role as a point guard, as a leader, as an all-star, excited for that role, excited to be the face of the organization. The city of Seattle would eat that up. Give it to them. I promise you won't regret it. All right, y'all, that's going to be it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for hearing me. If you have any questions, want to make comments, whatever you want, please feel free to shoot me an email, pointblankbuckets, that's P-O-I-N-T-B-L-A-N-K-B-U-C-K-E-T-S at gmail.com, pointblankbuckets at gmail.com. Happy to answer all your questions. Feel free to visit the website, pointblankbuckets.com. Thank you so much. First episode, got all the nerves out. Feel great. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful day. Y'all are beautiful. Stay loving. Thank you so much.